Cricket Life Stories with me, Neil Kagra. Today, we're joined by W.V. Rahman. How's things going? Uh, fairly um, slow, but uh, these are tough times, so you've got to try and uh, first ensure that you're trying to stay safe and stay healthy. There's only so much that um, the governments can do, but uh, at the end of the day, it's all about how we protect ourselves and try and stay safe because these are not like ordinary times and it's an obligation of every individual to try and do what best he or she can do in terms of uh, caring for others for protection as well absolutely safety for all is paramount so you're a former indian international tester one day international you're the current women's international head coach but before we dive into that element Let's talk a little bit about your career and how it started. What first got you into the sport? Obviously, cricket in India is a religion, but did you have the bug from a young age? When I was growing up, there were only two things that everybody did then, especially the boys. They breathed and they played cricket once they could start walking or run a little bit. So I started playing cricket with my friends more as a pastime and also as an avenue to make friends. It was not uh, a situation where uh, I can say that I played cricket and from the day I started playing cricket, I was desperately vying or looking to achieve the goal of playing for the country. Things started slowly uh, developing as I got into um, the mainstream. But um, it, in short, it was something of a pastime. It was uh, an outlet uh, to do something after school. Those days, um, if uh, you care to look back at those times, uh, we didn't have uh, any other uh, forms of keeping ourselves busy. Uh, there was no internet, there was no mobile phones, there was no game apps, nothing. So we had to somehow try and uh, get hold of um, guys around the neighborhood and do something uh, to keep ourselves occupied and also to have some fun. It was in India, there must be a lot of talented kids out there especially once, you know, when you were growing up, what do you think made you stand out? Who spotted your talents in amongst the masses? Uh, what uh, transpired around the late 70s was that the BCCI started uh, the policy of trying to cast them in. So they introduced uh, under 15 tournament on the... Uh, national level. What it did was that uh, it suddenly gave boys who were playing for the fun of it an avenue to try and see as to how good they were when they were put into let's say a group of 100-150 people as to how standout they would be or whether their talent was better than the rest of the boys uh, in their age group. So uh, 1780 um, they started uh, the under 15 tournament so uh, I used to play for my school by then, even though um, I was perhaps about 11, 12, I used to play for my sub-junior and junior school uh, team. Um, then uh, um, there was um, a selection done for all the school boys uh, and from schools which participated in the inter-school tournaments. Uh, of course, um, they would uh, make you go through the trials, which is probably... Uh, uh, hit and a miss in many cases because there'll be so many boys turning up there. Um, you'll probably get to bat if you're a batter about 10 15 deliveries, or if you're a bowler, you get a little bit more uh, chances uh, by way of getting to bowl more deliveries. Uh, 
So when I went to the selections, I just saw that there were two, three other boys who could bowl uh, left crossman recently. Uh, mind you, I started um, to be noticed as a frontline left crossman who could bat a bit. Um, so I got picked for the uh, state uh, under 15 side. And then I did well um, within the zone, which is a tournament uh, where six states from the southern zone play against each other. It's a knockout uh, tournament was and after that we were picked for the inter zone which meant that um, the five zones get to play against each other and that was what was considered the national tournament um i did fairly well along with uh, lakshman saram Krishnan, who was a leg spinner so we were dubbed and uh, we were looked upon as the hopefuls for the future in terms of uh, spin bowling but uh, both our careers took a different turn as we went along uh, but uh, uh, the start of it under 15 in that particular year, I think, came about at the right time. After the under 15s, um, the very next year, uh, I played for the under 19 um, state in the zone. And uh, from there, it was um, a case of scaling the ladder steadily. How do you think, how do you view the scouting system? Obviously, now with, you, with your position currently as the national team coach for the women's side, what is the scouting system like currently? Is it a case that one's talent will only be spotted in India, I'm talking about specifically, if you go to a good school? Or is there a system in place where, say, a kid that's in a slum, for example, is there opportunity for, for uh, him or her to be, to be spotted as well? What changed uh, in recent years was that um, uh, it became uh, to be looked upon as literally an uh, age group uh, face. When I say that, uh, like uh, I was talking about me getting into the under 15, those days you were called from schools which participated in um, the tournaments approved by the state association. But these days what happens is an open notice is given to uh, people uh, through the media uh, saying that on such and such a date, uh, anybody who's under the age of 15 or 19 can come and take part uh, in a selection trial which gives an opportunity for anybody and everybody, regardless of whether they have the uh, fortune of being educated uh, in a school or whether they are not able to pursue the education. It opens up possibilities for people as long as they satisfy the age criteria. So, so for example, a kid that's playing in the Maidans, there is, a, there is that actual opportunity for them to actually get, get spotted. Is that, is, that, is that the case kind in India? Of course, uh, the other thing that also happens around India is that um, there are a lot of uh, coaching academies started by people who have played this cricket, who have passion for this game. So what happens there is they play a lot of inter-academy uh, matches within a city or within a district or within even a town. So that uh, gives them an experience of what it is to play matches, what it is to compete. And uh, the more people see you, the more uh, you'll get known, the more chances you'll get to display your talent. So that is what uh, serves as a feeder system. That is where from uh, uh, people come uh, and uh, get to play for either the city or for the state in uh, official cricket later on. But the breeding ground happens to be all the various coaching academies and also these um, inter-academy matches that happen. And for you personally, when you made your debut for Tamil Nadu, how was that 
in terms of uh, how did that how did that stack at that time in terms of the proudest moment in your career? Did you feel as if that all that hard work and sacrifice to get to that level had paid off? I would uh, sort of look at it that way. The way I went about my playing career was that I would probably, you know, for example, I would play the under nineteen level. Then I would uh, look at excelling there. And also to reassure myself that I was good enough to be playing at that level. And once you get to play there, the next um, objective was that um, uh, to see that you did better than the rest. So I was always looking at trying to excel and keep shifting the goalpost. Uh, I wouldn't say that uh, I was one who was always looking at uh, a state cap or a national cap uh, uh, every day that when I went to. Uh, a net session or when I got into a match. When did that switch come about in terms of becoming more a frontline batsman? Because as you mentioned that you were seen initially as a, as a, as a spinner. So when did that switch come about? Did someone come up to you, have a conversation? Hey, this is where your talent should lie in terms of making it to a higher level in terms of international? Or was it something that you discovered yourself? Or yeah, just talk us through it. None of those things happened. It just happened uh, in a matter of 15 minutes. Uh, I was picked for India in the one-day series against West Indies in uh, the 88-89 season. So um, even then I was picked uh, as one who would probably uh, bowl more and bat a little bit uh, down the order. But they always um, recognized my batting ability. So I was probably... Uh, uh, rated as one who could uh, be a good all-rounder all at that stage. Um, in Rajkot, I remember uh, Jimmy Amanath was um, indisposed on the eve of the game. So on the morning of the match, um, we obviously couldn't get a replacement uh, because there was no time and Rajkot was not uh, easily accessible those days. Um, so they had to make do with um, the squad that they had and Ravi Shastri was reading the series uh, and he came up to me and he said, um, I need somebody to bat a three, would you do it? And um, without blinking my eyelid, I said, why not? Um, that was probably one chance of me getting uh, to play higher up the order. If I were to play at the number that I was slotted, uh, I may not probably would have even got to bat. So the, in fact, that did happen in the earlier um, one day, which was my debut in Eden Gardens, I went down the order, I was not out six or seven or something like that. So when I was given that opportunity to bat a three, I jumped at it. And uh, I must say I was fairly lucky that day because I was put on quite uh, a few times. Um, I managed to make uh, 95. And then obviously uh, I was kept at the top of the order. They felt uh, that I had it in me to probably get runs uh, at international level. But what happened after that was that um, due to a combination of factors, uh, when I say combination of factors, the fact that um, my bowling had deteriorated because um, of uh, various reasons. So one was that um, uh, suddenly my action changed completely. I didn't realize then as to why it happened. Um, after all these years, now when I think back, I think I can put my finger on what exactly uh, triggered the change. But then, of course, uh, in as much as I did try, 
because of uh, my action changing what um, happened was that whenever i bowled let's say for what uh, half an hour or one hour which a spinner was normally expected to do those days every day in the nets i used to develop um, severe back pain so gradually um, i had to give up and i had to say okay let me be a batsman and uh, uh, if i can figure out how to uh, get back to where i was as a spinner i would do it otherwise it's tough luck uh, so that is how my transformation happened it was just in a space of 15 minutes and due to um, um, circumstances and combination of factors you think your game was more suited and you know reflecting back on your career to more the longer form or the shorter form it's 11 test matches for india 27 one dayers got the century in the one, in the one day format against uh against south africa but you know when you reflect do you think your game was more suited to the longer form or the shorter form i was basically a, a busy player in that that i would i like to play my shots i like to be busy i was not a dark player it's not that i would uh, bat hours and hours and uh, grind out runs i was a natural stroke maker uh, more than uh, the fact uh, that uh, i would rather look at my career in a different way uh, i did not ever get to play uh on a trot yes i would have played probably one uh, full series in new zealand in 1991 uh, after which uh, all my appearances were sporadic i played one test match uh, now and then i would have a break of four five uh, months i probably um, get a game if somebody if someone got injured or if someone really lost form uh, the thing was that um, uh it's important for a young man who's just got into the side to get a string of chances uh, so that um, either party can uh, arrive at a conclusion as to what this particular player is all about uh, even for the player is easy if he plays a few test matches or a one day games on the body can realize and he can sort of uh, assess as to how good is or what he needs to do to get better and even for the selectors or for the team management would have been easy to say yes we give him a run of chances this is what we feel is good at this is not uh, what he is capable of doing so assessment would have been easier that way for both the parties which never happened um i wouldn't uh, sort of put it down to uh, anything else except for uh, the circumstances prevailing then do you think that the main reason was because I did a bit of research and I saw that a lot of the matches India were playing the test matches test series were abroad during your during that period do you think that if you were if you if there were more games being played in India conditions you're a bit more accustomed to that you possibly possibly would have got a bit more of a run in the side that would that be a fair statement or or not Yeah, that is one way of looking at it but uh, uh, regardless of whether it was home series or away series if you were to be playing let's say uh, three four series continuously in the level now what it does is if you look at it um, uh, in a different way if you play about 12 15 test matches on the trot uh, uh, nobody is really going to fail that badly 
in all the 12 or 15 matches. You know, you would make runs, even if you make runs in about, let's say, seven, eight knocks. And if you have failures in the rest of the seven, uh, the numbers are not going to be that bad. And if you have had um, uh, chances of making big scores, that would uh, stand you in good stead when you didn't make runs. So that way it would have evened out. Maybe things would have been different. Uh, more than uh, the home and away part of it, um, what would have probably been helpful uh, was me playing on the trot, as I said earlier. Did you, did you feel the pressure of playing for India? Everyone knows, you know, as I suppose you mentioned at the top, it is a religion in the country. Did you feel that external pressure or was it a case that you were able to block it out and solely focus on your game? See, pressure is bound to be there, whether internal or external, when you're playing at the international level. Uh, for that matter, if you really care about your game or um, rate yourself professionally and personally, uh, any kind of game is bound to produce that butterflies in the stomach. But of course, uh, when you're playing for the country, um, the beauty of it is uh, knowing that there's going to be pressure, there won't be expectations. Um, but at the same time, you've got to try and alienate that and still try and do what uh, best you can do on the field. And do you view things currently as test cricket as the pinnacle of the sport? Because in India, with the advent of IPL T20 cricket, that Bollywood feel, a lot of kids are perhaps um, going down that path in terms of interest. But from your perspective, do you still view test cricket as the pinnacle of the sport? I would, and our boys have shown in Sydney, uh, regardless of uh, the IPL being uh, spoken about in uh, different ways in uh, different countries. Our boys at the SCG showed that test cricket is very important and that is what they consider sacrosanct. And they um, did fantastically to uh, force out a drop against all odds, which means that when you have the national side doing that, um, it is going to percolate down to all the levels. And uh, the youngsters uh, seeing what the senior team is doing, they will realize that yes, T20 format is there, that has got its own charm. The one day format has got to uh, be there for different reasons. But uh, the extras also, and also the public, uh, would realize that uh, test cricket can be enchanting as well. It's not a case of all the time wanting to see uh, batters having a gala time in a T20 format. Uh, so you need to have these kind of test matches happening now and then for everybody to realize what test cricket is all about why let's say even if you call me an old timer or players of my generation or an earlier generations so of repeatedly saying cricket is all about test cricket so uh, that was fantastic advertisement for test cricket and uh, we've also seen um, a lot of close test matches in the recent past which is once once again uh, reaffirming the fact that uh, uh, nothing to be test cricket then take us into the dressing room in terms of when you were playing, you played with the like, as you said, Ravi Shastri, Kapil Dev, Azradin. What made those players stand out in your opinion? Kapil Dev is a man who was uh, born to be a sports person. Um, the natural ability that he had, all round natural ability, uh, 
was phenomenal. And um, Azuddin was uh, really gifted uh, in terms of uh, the way he could time the ball, the way he could improvise out there in the middle against um, all attacks and, uh, and on all surfaces. If you look at Dilip uh, Vingsaka then, um, he was uh, once again um, a product of the Bombay School of Batting. Um, he would be there fighting it out. He would take his time. And once um, uh, he got going, it was a pleasure to watch. <coughs> of course, uh, this is all inspired by the likes of uh, Gavaskar or probably um, Chandu Bobi or Manjreka uh, and the like uh, who belong to the earlier generation. Uh, apart from the fact that um, Kapil, Azhar, all of them were extraordinarily talented, uh, they also uh, had the knack of knowing what it is that they needed to do uh, to succeed consistently. Uh, that is very important. And uh, the other thing was that they knew how to handle their success as well as their failures. So these are things that uh, people gain experience. And of course, um, it is not uh, necessary for everybody to be good learners, even though um, they could be as experienced as uh, their counterparts or their colleagues. Some are better learners than the rest. And then when you retired from the game in 99, was it an ambition of yours to move into coaching? Or did you want to explore different avenues? Were you ready for retirement? Talk us through your mindset during that period. Uh, I was um, a part of the corporate world. I was uh, working for one of the uh, top organizations down in Chennai. Um, then, of course, uh, what happens is that once you uh, spent uh, close 20 years playing cricket and um, it was almost all-consuming for you, uh, we... <laughs> Other side of the coin is that uh, everybody tend to think that uh, this guy can only play cricket, he can't do anything else. So in a way, it becomes kind of uh, a cash turn to situation. Um, now coming back to your question, I did try everything. Um, I, I got into the media, I did commentating for a while, and then um, I contributed columns to leading national dailies. Uh, and... Um, then I tried my hand at coaching. One of the things that uh, propelled me towards coaching was the fact that uh, I felt there was a lot of talent even during my younger days that I've seen, you know, just got lost due to lack of guidance. Uh, I was probably lucky that uh, I played whatever I played, uh, but I've seen a lot of talent uh, going to waste. Primarily because there's nobody to help them. Even personally, I found that um, if somebody were to help me with my bowling, uh, things could have been different. Then, of course, it was nobody's fault again. Uh, those days, you didn't have um, uh, the administration also looking to uh, engage coaches. Now, uh, the entire scenario is different because uh, they engage uh, support staff right from the junior level so things have changed and um, the fact that um, i had seen a lot of talent go waste um, probably was still uh, 
the more driving factor, I think it was for me to gravitate more towards coaching. And it's been a, a fantastic journey because um, you get the opportunity to make a positive impact on somebody else's life. And um, you sort of gain the trust of so many people. So many people are looking up to you to provide them guidance. Uh, it's not that it's feeding my ego or whatever. It's just that uh, you are in a privileged position and um, uh, mind you, with that comes a lot of responsibility as well. But the, at the end of it all, the satisfaction that you derive, if you could make uh, some sort of, uh, of difference in somebody's life, um, that is worth it. Yeah, so you've been involved in with Tamonadu, in the IPL as well with um, Kings Eleven and the Knight Riders as well, Kakata. Also, I want to talk a little bit about your involvement in the National Academy. Was it in 2015? Can you talk us through that involvement, the players that came through during that that intake, that uh, those years? Yeah, I was given the responsibility of. Um being a resident coach at the National Cricket Academy in Bangalore, uh, which is the high-performance center of Indian cricket. What happens there is that um, cricketers of all elite teams get there uh, for not only um, for the preparatory camps prior to embarking on a tour, be it the under-19 side or be it the A side or the national side. Uh, all the players uh, of those elite teams get there to uh, prepare themselves um, and uh, if at all uh, they want to work on their cricket or any aspect of their cricket, uh, they will come to the NCA and um, take some time and devote some time to ensure that they get the time and the opportunity and the guidance to work on whatever aspect of the game they want to work on. Which meant that um, people uh, who plays from the national side, the Indian team, as from starting from place at that level down to the India under-19 level, all of them would come there to train. So, uh, in my tenure at the NCA, um, uh, it was uh, uh, a phase where um, everything happened, but at the same time, nothing happened in a way. When I say that, at that point in time, um, things were very fluid. But uh, nonetheless, what happened was the players individually felt that they were uh, uh, really getting the kind of guidance and the opportunity and uh, the facility that they needed. Uh, and uh, a lot of players like Yuvraj uh, Singh or the Ambati Rai or Shikhar Dhawan or Kale Rahul, all of them would be there whenever they needed to work on their game or have some extra kind of time to practice for either for a specific tour or for their routines. They would come there and they had a good time and they felt that the NCA was uh, going in the right direction starting from then because prior to my taking over along with Narendra Iwani, um, uh, things were uh, not really um, happening. Uh, in fact, the operations were suspended at the NCA prior to that. And in a way, it was uh, uh, the assumption of the NCA in uh, 2016 March. Uh, and I was there until the end of 2018 before I took charge of the Indian University. 
a lot of good things happened we put in a lot of um, systems in place and of course um, uh, towards the end of 2018 uh, rahul rahul is coming to the scene uh, and uh, quite obviously uh, things are only going to get better because um, not only does he happen to be from bangalore which means that uh, he can always be there to monitor things but he's also been handling the india a and the under 19 sites which means that um, he is more hands-on with what is happening you know at the grassroots level and what is happening in the uh, indian domestic cricket circuit so one youngster that came that during the young time in charge that has made it as well like a youngster has made it to the uh, to the to, to the highest to the international level yeah you can name quite a few because um i was also uh, sent on uh, assignments with the India under-19 sides whenever the India A and uh, India under-19 uh, tours and series were uh, happening concurrently because it probably couldn't be in two places at once. Um, so I can uh, talk about um, the likes of Prithvi Shah, Shubman Gill, uh, then uh, Karthik Tyagi, quite a lot of them uh, belonging to uh, the age group of under 16 then when um, I was a part of NCA and also they graduated to under 19 and um, their progress has been quick. Uh, I, I do remember I was doing one camp uh, of the under 16 batch I think it was um, and I was top smacked when I saw the all-round talent in the group. In fact, uh, I had even mentioned and tweeted uh, saying that I'm seeing a patch of enormous talent after a long, long time. Uh, and it was a case of um, all-round talent, be it batters, be it medium paces or spinners or keepers. Uh, such talent at the under-16 level was something which is really sort of uh, phenomenal to see. And uh, quite a lot of them from that batch have gone on to obviously play for the country. And there were a lot of other cricketers who played for India A. Obviously, their um, times will come as well. So uh, that's what I meant when I said between 16 and 18, there are a lot of good things that happened. All the trainees who have been there have um, gone on to really uh, make waves and also um, uh, make all the uh, preparations and the guidance worthwhile, which means that... Um, uh, right things were done and uh, they also sort of benefited out of what was being done at the NCAA during that time. And how did the role come about with the Indian national women's team? How did that involvement come to transition as into becoming the head coach? What happened um, around the end of 2018 was that the women's team was playing a World Cup. In West Indies, um, there were things that uh, were being published in the press, and um, it was a kind of a messy situation then. Uh, having been in the system for as many years that I've been, I felt that uh, the good work that is being done by the girls is getting overshadowed by all these uh, things that are irrelevant to cricket or for the development of their cricket. So I felt that I could probably be of um, help and I could probably, you know, uh, make uh, 
an impact for those girls because they have really been doing well in the preceding three years, uh, mind you, from 15 to 18. Uh, so I felt um, I would rather try and give it a shot. If um, the BCCA thought it fit that I would be the right person to be there at that point in time, I said um, it'll be nice. And as it turned out, um, they handed me that assignment. And uh, when I look back, um, it's with mixed feelings because uh, the whole of uh, 2020, or virtually almost 2020, after that tri uh, series and World Cup in Australia, nothing much happened. Uh, which was unfortunate because um, the girls were just really getting to uh, press on the pedal. But um, um, obviously, such a long break, they got to start from scratch again. Uh, but prior to that, um, in 2019, uh, they won all the one-day series that they played. Uh, but the most important thing was that um, they had really improved as a team in the 2020 format because um, that was something that they were really you know, struggling to grapple with um, in terms of uh, success uh, in the 2024 match. Uh, even when I took charge of the team, uh, we lost the series against England at home uh, rather badly. So from there to where they came to in the match of 12 months was uh, phenomenal. And uh, but for that um, pandemic, affecting the world at large. Um, I think um, a lot more could have been done in the last uh, 10 months, but that's how life is. How is the women's start game, from scratch. How is the women's game viewed in India? Is there a lot of buying in terms of eyes on it from the audience? Do the women have access to performance centers like we just mentioned with the men's? How, how are things in India in terms of the structure? Their cricket has really got a fillip after they came under the fold of the BCCI. Uh, this must have uh, happened around uh, 2008, I think. Uh, since then, um, quite obviously, um, their cricket calendar is also along the same structure as men's cricket uh, in domestic cricket, except for the fact that um, they don't have the under 16 levels because that is going to be really difficult to start off with unless the schools and uh, uh, other organizations start promoting cricket at the grassroots level. Uh, but I'm sure that is uh, likely to happen in the next uh, three, four years time. Uh, but getting back to their structure of cricket uh, in domestic cricket, uh, um, it is almost the same as men's. Uh, now, in the last year, what uh, uh, we had done was uh, that um, uh, we realized that they needed to play a lot more matches and you must provide opportunities for some players to provide, uh, some players to uh, progressively develop in their cricket. Uh, so I had um, suggested to the BCCA that they need to bring in uh, the India A level side because what used to happen was that they would play the under 19 and then they would play on the senior uh, level in the domestic circuit and then they were pitched into international cricket, which was really going to make it difficult for uh, players. Not everybody can sort of uh, succeed at international level and keep it going. 
uh, you might have probably a, a Smithy Mangana or a Karman P. Kaur who have done that, but not every girl is going to have that kind of success right from the beginning. So they needed to gain more experience. So now, uh, in the future, what is going to happen is that uh, it is almost going to be a replica of uh, uh, what happens in uh, men's cricket. Uh, in terms of um, the viewership, in terms of following, uh, it is really getting bigger and bigger. Uh, the recent uh, Challenger Trophy that was played uh, in the UAE attracted uh, huge viewership. And um, I have no doubt at all that the viewership and the following is going to get uh, really huge as uh, time goes by. Uh, that's because these girls have been playing fabulous cricket in the last um, five years. Uh, they are hardworking. And uh, the quality of cricket they play is also fantastic. It's not that, you know, uh, you would say that, oh, they're far, far uh, uh, removed from the other nations. Because uh, what really has uh, happened in the last couple of years is that um, they've improved, as I said, as a T20 side. And they have, you know, really competed and taken on um, teams like England and Australia in that format. And the public has seen it. So, which means that they have realized uh, the Indian girls are uh, second to none on their day. Um, but for that, um, uh, probably uh, uh, a poor phase of 20 minutes in the final, who knows what would have happened. But uh, the public has got uh, enough confidence in the girls and they also have seen them enough to realize that that uh, is, uh, the team is worthy of uh, encouragement and support. Even now you see a lot of people are talking about wanting to see the girls play international cricket as well now. So uh, women's cricket in India is going to only get bigger and bigger. Um, personally also I feel that if this uh, game, that is if cricket has to attract a lot more countries into the fold, I am of the belief that it is only going to happen to women's cricket. And then just to end on, is there one player on either the men's or the women's side that hasn't come on anyone's radar yet, but you feel is going to be the next superstar in not only Indian cricket, but world cricket? Oh, that's a tough one. And uh, I normally don't ever take up names because I'm always of the belief that uh, the players themselves will make it known to the world. Uh, with their deeds and uh, the other side of the coin is that uh, in trying to say what it is that you feel about the talent of one particular player and you sort of um, express it uh, publicly what it does it does put a little bit of pressure on the end cricketers so let it be um, it won't be too long before they announce themselves perfect uh, wv thank you very much for your time today great insight into your career and all the best for the months ahead thanks a lot Neil. thanks for having me and uh, you take care as well things are not uh, looking really good in your neck of the woods stay safe and stay healthy thank you very much so neil kagram cricket last stories wv raman thank you